You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Same corner, same time. Stadium, Miguel. No intro. Nonetheless, we're here. Sorry to be a little late, man. How's you, how are you guys doing today? We're doing. We're doing good. We're doing good. We got uh, we got Matt Zenitz from On Three uh, joining us, and I know that we're running up against the clock with him, so we will welcome him on to the show this morning. Then we'll get to our usual uh, weekend shenanigans and all that kind of fun stuff. But Matt, it is a uh, a pleasure to chat with you, my friend. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, you have been the the coaching news, uh, I guess, breaking news guy for the past uh, past year or so. Now you uh, you've broken a lot of uh, interesting stories, and obviously a lot with the Florida Gators this past offseason as the Gators do replace three coaches on their coaching staff. But uh, Matt, you, I guess I'm most interested in Austin Armstrong. Uh, the Gators bring back Billy Gonzalez. They promote internally at the tight end coach, but uh, Austin Armstrong, 29 years old. Uh, formerly at uh, Southern Miss, uh, most recently at Alabama for about a month. Uh, but Matt, what does the what did the streets say about Austin Armstrong and uh, him coming over to the University of Florida's defense coordinator? It's a wonder kid type figure. So have a good relationship with Will Hall, who's head coach at Southern Miss, and somebody who's been a mentor type figure for Austin. Austin was obviously underneath him at, at Southern Miss, and uh, has a longstanding relationship with him. And Will's all always spoken extremely, extremely highly of Austin. Obviously, one of the big questions with Austin at this point is the lack of experience at obviously this kind of level, not only from a coordinator perspective, but but just overall being at this kind of place outside of the short uh, stinted at Alabama. But people, even outside of Will, that, that – I know that have experience with Austin, that have relationships with him, all have a lot of confidence in him, what he brings to the table, his potential for moving forward, and for whatever it's worth. I, I know, or I'm sure there will be growing pains that come along to a certain degree with just this being the first opportunity like this at this kind of level. Um, like I said, for whatever it's worth, people whose opinion uh, I trust uh, have a lot of confidence in him for moving forward. I think there was just like a little trepidation in Florida fans because you had the wonder kid, the rising star and Patrick Tony, uh, and then your offense, um, or your, excuse me, your defense was uh, one of the worst in the SEC. So then you kind of replace him with someone younger uh, in, in that same thought process. Um, so I think there's just a, a little hesitancy in Gator Nation uh, when you bring in someone younger than Patrick Tony, who's also called a rising star, and you're like, all right, cool. Does that mean our defense is going to be uh, a sinking star uh, mm. again in 23? Yeah. Well, I, all I know, Billy Napier is somebody who I have a lot of respect for in terms of yeah. his ability to identify not only talent from a, a player perspective, but from a, a coaching standpoint also. And they, this was a deal with Patrick Tony that had been in the works for – couple of weeks or so late leading up to him ultimately leaving where even before Jonathan Gannon got the job out there in Arizona, 
this was something that, from what I've heard, had been verbalized to, to Patrick Tony that could be a possibility with Jonathan Gannon, and that if it came together like it looked like it may, that, that there would definitely be interest there in getting him on board. There, there was a couple of week process uh, leading up to this ultimately being finalized where Jonathan Gannon eventually got the job. They started to get more real, had to work out, work through the, the buyout portion of it with, with Patrick Tony. Cause if I remember correctly, his buyout was somewhere in the range of three, 380 or $400,000 or something like that. And NFL teams, as you guys know, uh, don't feel like messing with yeah. buyouts, especially significant ones. But throughout the course of that process, Billy Napier was aware of just this being a possibility. So it gave him time to, give thought just who could make sense as a potential replacement if this did come together with with Patrick Tony and the Cardinals. Um, so this wasn't just like a spur of the moment type deal with Austin. This was something where Billy had time to think about this. And through that period of figuring out the best courts of action, uh, determined that Austin was the, the person who would be the best fit for Florida and for that D.C. spot for moving forward. Um, Matt, want to want to ask, and I know that you mentioned it. I know you said that, that Billy Napier's reputation is strong, and, and you've obviously been been around the game for, you know, have seen him, you know, get from that that rising star to ultimately the, the culmination of him being now the Florida Gators head coach. What is his reputation as not just an identifier of, of coaching talent, but his ability to? I know he's he's good at closing on the recruiting trail with uh, with recruits, but uh, with with coaches as well. Yeah, has a very strong reputation. Obviously, when you take over a program that they're always going to, to be hit to use the, the term growing pains again, but there's always going to be a process just getting things to where you want them to be. That, that was the case for Nick Saban at Alabama, where look back at 2007, it wasn't exactly the, the same kind of level of, of year that Alabama has had since that point. But whether it's Nick Saban, Billy Napier, whoever, that there's always going to be a process that comes along with um, taking over a program and getting it, set up structurally to where you want it to, to be. And that's something that obviously has been going on there during the, the course of the, the last year and now heading into to year two. And obviously, and not to throw out anything super obvious, but obviously a very important year two now for, for Billy Napier and that staff. Um, Matt, my last question is, I know, you know, Florida Gators lost three coaches to the NFL this, this season. I think there was 18 or 19 college coaches that moved on to the NFL, uh, this season. What, what do you, you know, kind of pontificate as the future of the, the college coaching profession? Are we going to start to see a lot more of, of those coaches trying to make that jump up? Do we feel like this year was a, a little bit of an anomaly? And then where do you see coaches coming from? Do you see a, a lot more high school coaches making that, that move up? Or do you see the, the FCS or the D2 level uh, over to the FBS level a little bit more frequently? Kind of what's your, your prognostication there? I, I think you'll see a combination of different things. So, mm -hmm. You, you see this kind of stuff every year with college coaches making the move to the NFL, just like you see NFL coaches making the move to the college level. And obviously with some of the responsibilities that college coaches have at this point that have been added to the responsibilities that were already there even before the last couple of years, it, it leads to a, an even greater interest level for at least some guys to make that move to the NFL level. That said, there are only so many NFL opportunities right. and, uh, I, I think that even though there are a good amount of coaches that have aspirations of moving to the NFL level, that there are a decent amount of, of guys, even in the, at the NFL space currently, that still have interest in the, the college level because 
wait, like with anything in life, there are pros and cons to Esau and uh, wait without boring you with details of NFL salary structure and all of that kind of stuff. E even from a financial standpoint, uh, you, you can, depending on the, the spot and position and all of that, may, make more at the, the college level sometimes mm -hmm. and at the NFL level. And uh, the financial part of it sometimes can be a decent driving factor for people in life, including coaches, when, when making decisions. But uh, for whatever it's worth, I had a, had a conversation with a, an NFL assistant coach today who was inquiring about something college-wise that's open right now that would have interest in. So like, like I said, I, I think you'll see a, a combination of those different things. College guys interested in making the move to the NFL level, obviously, but, but at the same time, still a, a lot of interest in guys either remaining and working up at the college or in the college space or people currently at the NFL level who are interested in the, the college part of it. Wait, one other interesting thing to go along with that. So I, I've been expecting for a while, and I'm not sure what your guys' expectation was on this deal, but I've been expecting for a while the, the structure of coaching staffs to, to change heading into this mm -hmm. season where maybe it could take more of an – or turn into more of an NFL model or wait, what was proposed also was um, being able to expand the, the size of – staffs and countable coaches during the week for practice, even though the, those guys wouldn't be able to the coach during games. And it was initially supposed to pass that rule in January, ended up getting tabled at that point where it didn't go through, but there was still an expectation around the coaching world that it was going to be in place before the season started. And actually I've now heard during the course of the last couple of days that the rule is probably not going to pass mm -hmm. or really barring some surprise is not going to, to pass before this season which is even more interesting just because I know there have been multiple teams even during the course of the last few weeks who had been making hires based on the, the expectation that this rule was going to go into effect. So um, that, that was something else interesting coaching-wise that, that had come up during the, the course of the last couple of days, including this morning. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure the NCAA will have uh, compliance officers at every practice around the country to make sure uh, that guys who aren't supposed to be coaching aren't doing that uh, at practice. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, the NFL is not going to take bad coaches. Like you said, mm -hmm. there's only a certain number of jobs. So to me, and obviously uh, rival fans of Florida will troll and say Billy Napier is losing control of the program. It's like, ah, listen, to go to the pinnacle of coaching is not, you know, bad for a program. It means you've identified talent. I think until college football reigns in the, the, the calendar now, a lot of mm -hmm. coaches will say, Hey, uh, I like at Friday going home and not being on the phone with 16 year old kids telling them, please come to my school. I like to hang out with my wife or see my kids. And I think just the, the quality of life aspect, if you have a chance to go to the NFL, uh, the probably a higher quality of life, even if the paychecks are a little bit smaller. So I think the NCAA, which like you just mentioned, enjoys kicking the can uh, and, and, and delaying decisions on important stuff. Uh, you know, I think until that gets settled, you might see more coaches who have the opportunity to go or some of these guys in support staff roles. Florida had a coach go down to the high school level. Hey, you can make six figures coaching high school football in, in the state of Georgia and not have to worry about recruiting. You just, mm. uh, maybe coach a class or, or teach a class twice a day and, and then coach football. So I think that's something different too. Um, it, it is interesting though, Matt, um, it just wanted to get a little bit on your background. Um, where'd you go and, and where'd you come from? All of a sudden we just started seeing, you know, uh, Z bombs on the timeline and, and you breaking news. Uh, so originally from Maryland, uh, spent the, the first 28 years of my, my life in, in Maryland covered, 
combination of the, the Baltimore Ravens um, at, at the NFL level there and University of Maryland football. And then after the 2014 football season, covering a combination of University of Maryland football and basketball, had opportunity to come up with AL.com at that point covering Alabama. Made, made the great move from uh, Baltimore, Maryland to Tuscaloosa, Alabama <laughs> to wait what I was expecting at that point to be like the epitome of my cousin Vinny land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, similar metropolitan, yeah. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and, and uh, you know, the, the tri-state area up there. Yeah. And actually, like my, my first breakfast experience in Tuscaloosa shortly after getting there, Waysider, a place that was right down the street from my, my initial uh, apartment complex. Uh, like I, it was confirmed even more at that point that I, I was yeah. in my cousin Vinny land. Right. Was, Instant grits. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end up being to uh, that, that kind of degree. But uh, shifting back to actual yeah. stuff that you guys uh, care about or, or ask about. So went to AL.com 2015, covered Alabama football there, and then role progressed to covering the SEC as a whole. Uh, did that through the early part of 2021, and then opportunity came up at home three and have been here for going on two years now. Absolutely. Well, Matt, you you are a uh, a gem to follow, and, and obviously, you know, lots of Z bombs, as as Nick calls them, or uh, you know the 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 woes or the shams of of college football breaking news, and and obviously broke a number of stories for the Florida Gators this year. And I know that you're running uh, tight on time, Matt. So why don't you let all of the uh, the listeners know where that they can follow you? And we certainly appreciate your time. Yeah, I obviously can find everything on on three website, and then on Twitter, mzenitz, m z e n i t z. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for your time this uh, this morning. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk soon, my friend. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Matt Zenitz with On3. I know that we uh, we came in hot with this episode. <laughs> uh, Silk was was dealing with a laptop issue, and we we jumped in. We completely changed the intro for you and everything else. So, Silk, Nick. Uh, play, our, play our intro now. Let's get yeah. the flow. Play the intro now. Get in the flow. Needs we're not, not going to do that. We were, we've, uh, uh, we're, we're already 1347 uh, in Nick. So uh, let's, uh, let's change the order. We do things. Nick, so how was your weekend, buddy? Buddies. Uh, just very chill. Didn't get into a whole lot, man. Just kids on spring break. So just spent some time with them, hung out and that's it. Nothing special. What about you guys? Nick? Um, just got some some family stuff going on with uh, on my fiance's side of the family. So keep her, keep us and her and in uh, your thoughts and prayers, and we appreciate that. And hopefully, we get some good news today. Absolutely, and right. uh, again, prayers to, to your family. Uh, the weekend was good. Played golf on Friday and Saturday. You know, we're we're starting to just really put it all together. Um, Mike, I'll be moving on to the Corn Ferry here soon. Probably a quick year. Probably win Rookie of the Year there, and then head up to the PGA. Uh, if we keep playing the way that we are, uh, you know, the drives are dialed in. The the inside one hundred is dialed in. The putting's dialed in. Nick, we're we're ready to go, baby. Uh, you you uh, you didn't shoot low. You said though. I did not. I did not shoot low. Uh, you know, I played in a, uh, a charity scramble on Friday with a buddy of mine, Derek. Appreciate the invite, not two of his coworkers, and Derek and I had a uh, had a fantastic time out there. But just the vibes were were a little off the whole day. But we had a uh, we had a great day. We did not win. 
but we we had a good time out there. Shout out to Josh, he's a listener uh, as well. Uh, but uh, no, great day out there. Um, but uh, Saturday saw, shot really well. I saw uh, it was either like on Foreplay Instagram. I saw on Instagram. Yo. So the Foreplay Pod um, oh. with Barstool. Um, saw somewhere on Instagram since you were just in a scramble. Um, they were showing the scores. Uh, oh, cap, cap or no cap? Uh, a team shot a forty-one in a four-person scramble. So this is the thing that I tell people about scrambles all the time. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, everybody around you's cheating. Uh, a lot of people moving balls. A lot of people, uh, you know, giving themselves birdies right. when they should have got pars. Uh, but a forty-one, a forty, uh, really anything. And I, I'll, I'll tell a quick story here in a second. Is is absolutely egregious. If you're gonna lie, you can't win by eight strokes. Um, you just, you just look like you're, you're cheating. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind, they didn't show those people. Uh, it's going to be four, probably overweight. Um, you put them out on the driving range and they're, they're probably putting the ball at about 160, uh, with a driver, uh, with a hard hook or a hard slice to it. But no, uh, don't, don't cheat, uh, in anything that you do, but if you're going to cheat in a golf scramble, don't be egregious with your score. I'm sure there were some mulligans. I'm sure there were some things that you could buy. Uh, maybe they bought their way to win. But I'll, I'll never forget, I appreciate Eric Wilbur for inviting me a few years ago up to the uh, former uh, scholarship athlete golf tournament uh, up at Bostick. And it was, uh, it was me, Eric, another guy uh, whose name I'm forgetting right now. And then the, the fourth member of our group, I think it was, uh, I don't remember who it was. But anyway, he wasn't able to make a day off. So they gave us the club pro Um he shot a hole in one on his second hole. It was incredible to watch. First and only time I've ever seen a hole in one uh, with uh, somebody in my group. Uh, we shot, I think, a 13 or 14 under. Our group was just on fire. Really good round of golf, especially when you have the club pro there. Um, we came in, I think, third. Um, you'll never, you'll never guess who won, Nick. Uh, who won? Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and their group. And I'm not going to say that they lied or cheated. Uh, but Dan, the pace, Dan, watch, watch but, out. But the pace that they got out of their chairs and just very slowly sauntered up to take the trophy uh, just raised some eyebrows. Uh, I'm not calling Steve Spurrier, never would. Gator, great. Uh, I don't think that he is a cheater. Would never call Shane Matthews, friend of the program, a cheater. Um, but somebody in that group was, uh, was fibbing on the final scorecard there. Hmm. So, well, that, then you've got a 50-50 then because it's a foursome. So it's not those two. That means it's going to only be one of two people. But, you know, wasn't there when they turned in their score sheet. But it just didn't look like a group that was uh, shooting 18 under on the day. But enough about my golf life and uh, accusing Steve Woo, of cheating man. at the golf tournament. Dan <laughs> um, in hot, uh, direct all of your hate towards Dan. You can see right there. It's at DK Thompson uh, for what he said about Steve Spurrier this morning. Um, but with that being said, why don't we get on to the show? A lot of fun stuff uh, to talk about. Nick uh, Silk, a lot of stuff going on in practice. Uh, we have uh, some interviews to get through, a big recruiting update, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up. But as always, want to give our friend Alan Horn a shout-out, title sponsor of this program. Give him a call at 706-692-2888 or visit him at Alan Horn Insurance. Dot com. If you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama looking for auto, home, renters, life, business insurance, retirement planning, again, 706-692-2888 or Allen Horn Insurance. 
um nick give us the uh the practice update what do we've got going on we're uh seven practices through now um halfway halfway there halfway home yeah seven practices through um the uh first scrimmage let me get this the first scrimmage is tomorrow tuesday so if you're listening to this on a regular pod uh and not watching live on youtube it is today um <clears throat> floral scrimmage in the swamp you know, we'll get our usual 15 minutes before and then uh, spend the rest of Tuesday on the phones trying to see uh, what actually happened, that scrimmage. Um, but it'll be interesting. Uh, we had a chance to talk to the quarterbacks on Saturday. And um, interesting, you know, hadn't really thought of this. Max Brown, um, you know, was talking a little bit about his athleticism, his ability to run, and that's probably uh, – separates him, I guess, a little bit from the other two. Um, not saying mm. that Mertz or Miller are, you know, uh, a 40 year old Peyton Manning you know, standing back there like a statue. Um, but, but Max Brown definitely can bring you more of an Anthony Richardson type of uh, movement in, in the pocket. So uh, I think everyone's been talking about Mertz, like, you know, rightfully so, but um, this, this first scrimmage will carry a lot of weight towards who ends up winning the battle. And, and, and I've said before on the show, it feels like Florida is setting things up for him to be the, the starter, just where they're mm -hmm. sitting him in the locker room and, and kind of the way the reps are shaking out. Um, but I don't know that anything we've seen is that, you know, he is appreciably better than Jack Miller and, and mm -hmm. granted what we're seeing. And I never lie about what we see at practice. Um, but it's also a lot goes into talking to people who are out at practice, whether that's coaches, high school coaches that we know that are out at practice. There were a ton of coaches who were in town for the chalk talk last week. Um, and I just don't have any, you know, any confidence or anything. Anyone, no, nothing anyone has told me makes me think that Graham Mertz is head and shoulders better or has been head and shoulders better than Jack Miller to this point. Is that a regression to the mean? With uh, what? What's the expectation? You know, Jack Miller injured. You know, both former four-star guys, mm -hmm. uh, Miller and Mertz, both come uh, from the Big Ten, respectively. Um, you know, Jack Miller has a has a tough outing, not necessarily just you know because of him, but just the game in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, but uh, is that a is that a concern? Nick is is Jack Miller stepping up a bit more, or is there just just a lot of question marks right now? Uh, I at think quarterback. I think there's just a lot of question marks and Florida will be in the market for quarterback in, in the transfer portal when it opens uh, in a couple of weeks here, April 15th through 30th, the portal is open. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see because a lot of guys across the country, not just at quarterback will go through spring ball and we'll look around and, and start counting. And mm -hmm. what's the depth chart look like? All right, well, I'm not playing here or, Ah, I, uh, we have a new coaching staff. I gave it a shot. Didn't like it. I think Florida will be, <clears throat> I mean, there's a bunch, there's probably, they probably need seven, eight guys in the transfer portal across positions. You look mm -hmm. at safety. I think you need potentially a starter at safety. Mm -hmm. You could use another outside receiver. You could use an offensive lineman, a defensive, uh, defensive tackle, nose tackle, um, an outside linebacker, pass rusher. Like there's a bunch of positions, but Florida definitely needs to get another quarterback just from a, depth standpoint you got two preferred walk-ons but you would like to have four scholarship quarterbacks when you start the season uh, in august 
Yeah, I don't think they can enter the, the quarterback transfer for Porter looking just for a fourth quarterback either with the room you just described. They got to go get a guy that can play yeah, uh, and compete for a job this fall, and they don't have a lot of time to compete. So um, the interesting quarterback battles around the country uh, at Texas, uh, mm-hmm. there, there, there's one, um, Ole Miss, uh, Bama. Mm-hmm. I'm not really counting Georgia because I don't think we want whoever loses that battle unless it's Vandegrift. Um, but a lot of interesting battles to, to going on around the country, and the port is going to get full. I don't think they're going to go and get a pedestrian guy to just be mm-hmm. the fourth guy on the depth chart. They got to get a guy to compete uh, for the job. It's just you're saying it's a competition, but it don't sound like one, uh, and that's scary. Yeah. Um, it, well, we- there's there's levels to con- there's levels to competing. Like this isn't Tim Tebow and Cam Newton. Competing I mean, regardless of their skill start. set. Regardless of the skill set, it's just we know when there's a position battle at other other position, whether it's good or bad talent, it doesn't seem like a battle. Uh, even when they speak, uh, Graham Mertz is it seems like he's the starter. I don't know what's going on at practice, but um, nothing I'm hearing from hearing them in interviews or or hearing anybody else around the program talk. Even the players, uh, the receivers, when they're asked anything, uh, even in the off season, a lot of these guys led with Mertz. It wasn't a whole lot of Jack Miller. So it sounds like he's a starter. It don't sound like there's a open competition. And even with the reps, it seems like Mertz getting most of the first team reps from what I'm seeing and hearing. Yeah. Um, give me guys your your opinions. Um, you know, Graham Mertz, I think, started 32 games at Wisconsin, you know, highly ranked four star right now, taking the majority of the reps, transfers to Florida likely expecting to play you have jack miller that's been there you know now going into his second full off season uh you know with the university of florida you have max brown there uh but talk to me uh, what you guys think the attractiveness uh of that position is um do you think florida goes in and almost has to promise somebody uh that that starting job or or what do you guys think if you're trying to get one of the you know the, the guys that doesn't win uh, you know, at an Alabama, Texas, and Ole Miss, wherever it might be. Talk to me about what you think the attractiveness of coming to Florida right now, two upperclassmen there. And then, of course, with DJ Lagway coming in, you know, not long after. Yeah, I think the attractiveness would be to a guy with one year left to play, maybe with two okay. years to play. And you would tell him, like, hey, listen, we are back in the portal because we are looking for someone to start. Right. Uh, Billy Napier and his staff is not going to – tell someone, hey, come here because we need you to be our starter. You're going to have to earn it. But um, I think the recruiting pitch is, listen, we were just in the portal for a quarterback. We watched him in the spring, and we're back in the portal for a quarterback because we need someone for the fall. Right. I think that's your sales pitch. And it's and and what you would tell a, a portal quarterback is, if we thought we were good at the position, we wouldn't be talking to you right now. Right. And where Florida's difference is, right, they only have three scholarship quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. Two is you can always try to play, hey, we're looking for that fourth, looking for that additional, you know, compared to already having four or five uh, on the roster. Uh, Silk, what are, what are your thoughts? Kind of similar to Nick? Yeah, similar thoughts. They just got to go. I mean, it's if you're a quarterback and you're a competitor, looking at that depth chart, you're in the SEC, uh, a lot of exposure. Uh, uh, Anthony Richardson just <laughs> is about to go first round or just went first round in that case because – will be mm-hmm. post-spring. So uh, a lot of possibilities and a lot of attractiveness if, if I'm a quarterback in the portal, um, wanting to stay in the SEC, wanting to stay, play big stage football, a lot of opportunity right here. And I think it should be a lot of suitors. We should have a lot of possibilities this offseason. Um, would prefer, would have preferred to have that quarterback in uh, for the spring to get more reps and get more install. But 
uh, with the way the quarterback competition, and there is no competition in my mind, man. And mm-hmm. uh, when you don't have competition, you're just not getting the best out of anybody. And Jack Miller and uh, Mertz aren't pushing each other. So, like, what are we getting? Uh, interested to see what, how Max Brown, uh, what his future looks like and mm-hmm. how he develops as well, uh, being a dual-threat guy. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's another possibility that that's floating out there, and I've, I've heard about it. I don't. This doesn't really help you this season, but Austin Simmons, um, there's a possibility a 2025 class of 2025 quarterback could reclassify two classes to 23 um, and, and enroll if he were to commit at Florida, could enroll, and he would, I guess, take – Jaden Rashada's place in the class. That doesn't help you this year. You're not starting uh, a 16 year old kid at quarterback. Classifying two classes up. Yeah, that, from what I've heard, I, I, I listen. I, I was told. Not, I'm I, here if you do that. I'm just. I, 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 I was told that, and uh, apparently he's uh, almost close to graduating. Has been dual enrolled and has college mm. credits already. Significant, much, much smarter than me. Um, that, that that to me is is tough. I'm not I'm not saying that he's not talented that he won't be, but I I think for me the way that I look at that is not just age. You know, and I don't know if he enrolls at Florida at 16, 17. You know, I don't know his exact age, but but jumping those two years, missing those mm-hmm. two years of practices, missing that two year of of training and and just everything else, it seems like an awfully large jump. Now I'm sure he's got advisors. I'm sure he's got coaches and everybody else telling him that he could. I just. That, that seems like a, a tough situation or it'd be a lot to expect at anything out of him, you know, before probably year two or year three, wherever he goes. Yeah, he uh, and, then, yeah. and then by year three, <laughs> by year two, you, now you're sharing the room with Lagway. Right. Um, sharing a room. It's Lagway's room. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, pay, you're paying rent yeah, in yeah, Lagway's yeah. quarterback room. <laughs> you do. You're in the back secondary up. quarterback room in the back. <laughs> You're the most popular quarterback on campus now. Yeah, you, you've got yeah, one of the old meeting rooms in uh, in Ben Hill Griffin. They don't even have you in the uh, the meeting rooms in the new uh, football only facility. Uh, certainly wouldn't. something. The, to, the rest, to look out the rest for. of the quarterbacks are on Zoom. Like everyone, there's Lagway yeah. and Billy in a room together, and then the rest of them are over in the swamp, and they're just zooming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't but don't, but don't have the ability room. to talk. It's just all muted. <laughs> just, it's all just, li- muted. just listen. The host has you muted. <laughs> the host yeah. has you muted. Yeah, no way. If I'm if I'm uh, Austin Simmons, I'm a 25 kid. If I am reclassifying, it ain't to come uh, to play at the University of Florida the year before Derek Lagway get here. That's not a smart move. I got Derek Lagway as a guy that shows up uh, and, and plays right away. He's got that Tim Tebow, Jameis Winston vibes on him. Um, he's gonna be ready to lead, and he's gonna have the weapons around him to do it. I think skill position wise, he's gonna have a lot of talent around him um, as far as quality of player so i don't i don't i, I like and austin simmons is from five six one yeah mm-hmm. and it's still a little bit more um i'm not all the way sold on austin simmons yet you know it's still i haven't put the co-sign on him yet it's still just speaking to some people from pahokee uh some guys around here he's still got some football to prove mm-hmm. uh, before i'm just completely on austin simmons uh to uf and i'm not that high on florida quarterbacks either just keep mm-hmm. it a being yeah mm-hmm. um he he has the five six one sign off but not the uh the silk sign off, and that's and that's more important. That's what we're looking that's for. Facts. I like, yeah, I like yeah. the nickname, I, the Muck Vic. All that's cool, but quarterbacks are a different position, man. And I like my quarterbacks out of Texas, Georgia, California. You know, no, 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 we're, no, we're, nothing more out of California. I'm done. The annex, annex the entire <laughs> state of California, I, 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 outside of Rashada. No, <laughs> oh, annex man. the state. 
Um, yeah, no, Derek, I, you know, you, you mentioned it. So Derek Lagway is, uh, going to be a guy that brings in a lot of, a lot of guys and attracts a lot of people with him, uh, you know, to university of Florida. We'll talk about recruiting, uh, here in a bit. Um, anything else on the quarterback talk? And then I, I want to talk about the very, uh, short breaking news that happened that, that seemed to go away in about 12 hours, but to any final quarterback okay. thoughts. No, that's it, man. Just need another quarterback. Uh, monitoring every quarterback competition around the country, uh, <laughs> waiting, waiting for those spring, was waiting for spring football to end, and then those graphics to go out of. Hey, it's been a good, it's been a good ride, but I'm out of here. I appreciate yeah. the coaching staff. Yep, but right. it's time to take my talents elsewhere. Those are the butt, gra- the butt graphics, the butt graphic, the butt graphic, the butt graphic. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah I appreciate everyone. I love my teammates. Yeah, uh, the the. The the, the the taking a chance town, on me, yeah. The fan yeah, yeah. base uh, took a chance on a kid, but I'll always be a, yep. You know, I'll Sounds always right. be a, a crimson tide, right? Um, uh, Bleed Nick, blank and blank forever, right? But but, <laughs> but not next season. But um, not next year, Nick. I I want to talk about the the news that hit the timeline Thursday uh, evening. Uh, Baylor offensive tackle transfer uh, Micah Mazuka uh, tweeted uh, that he would be he himself thanked Billy Napier and the coaching staff, uh, but that he would be uh, transferring from the University of Florida once the transfer portal uh, opened on Friday by Friday morning. That tweet had been deleted. Uh, he is still with the program. Um, he does have an undisclosed injury and has missed practice. Uh, but Nick, can you give us any uh, purview into to that situation? Um, yeah, I think um, talking to some people at Baylor, he had been a kid who had talked about transferring and obviously ultimately did. Um, I think he got hurt at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a shoulder injury and whatever happened, I, I think maybe he thought, ah, shoot, I don't like – what's happening with my shoulder. Um, maybe I can go somewhere else, get a different opinion and, and, you know, not have to get surgery. Um, I think it was just a kid and, and listen, he's been in college for three years, but he's still a young man um, mm-hmm. making a rash decision. Um, I mean, he sent the tweet and I don't think everyone was even out of the showers yet after practice when the tweet mm-hmm. was sent, we walked out after, after media um, that night, and, and I saw him just sitting there. I was like, "Oh, that's weird. He wasn't at practice, but here he is." And by the time I wasn't even home before the tweet was sent, so I know he was still on campus. Um, it's interesting. And there's no way to spin it. Like if he if he does leave, that's your that's your second best offensive lineman. I'll give the you know the best offensive lineman crown to Austin Barber. Um, he continues to look great, mm. uh, and I think he's going to be a really really good left tackle for Florida next season. Um, but after him, like, I think that's your second best offensive lineman. And, and losing him, I, Jake Slaughter is a guy. You know, they just have, like, guys who have been at Florida for three years, four years, and haven't really played. Um, Riley Simmons would be a guy that could slide in there. Um, <clears throat> maybe Cam Waits. Um, you have to obviously see what he's going to look mm-hmm. like when he gets back from uh, Achilles injury uh, and, and surgery there. So, I think the option number one is getting Mike and Mazuka to stay. Um, option two would be going back to the portal. And option three, you've got some guys who have been around and hopefully, you know, they take the next step and they haven't done anything for three years, but have, you know, 
matured and progressed and, and maybe are ready to play, um, you know, in, in 23. They have to go to the portal anyway, in my opinion. Uh, just you need depth. Injury. Yeah, you need depth. Uh, Micah being injured, and, and you don't know if he has a setback. You don't know if he has uh, re-injured. So you already got questions and concerns about his health. Uh, Cam waits his questions about his health. Um, I think there's um, also Damian uh, George, the transfer George. from Alabama. I think he has some health issues or concerns. So I think at this point, you got to go to the portal and bring in a couple guys. And from what I've been hearing just behind the scenes, they are going to be in the portal. And there are some names that I'm not ready to put out there yet, but there are going to be some additions or they're going to try to bring some guys in. You just need uh, now I'm not talking about freshmen. You need guys that 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 just like the guys you just brought in, Damian George and uh, Goodwin. Uh, the guys mm-hmm. that have been on campus for a few years that can contribute right away because our depth is very thin in the trenches. Uh, so regardless if he's coming back or not, you know I don't know because I don't think it's a solidified situation now that mm-hmm. I know of. Uh, if no. he's coming back or not, you got to get some bodies, uh, a couple more bodies, in my opinion, in the trenches in the portal this uh, this next window. Absolutely. Um, so stay tuned. Um, Transfer Portal doesn't open for uh, a number of weeks. I think f- four weeks from now, anyway. So uh, April fifteenth. So April, oh, like, April. Oh, I apologize. So like two, so, like a little bit over two weeks. Does it close May first, or do, am I no, just making uh, dates up? It's just you're you're just the, you're just, the, you're just, just making for, making stuff up. You know, it's April fifteenth uh, through the thirtieth. So you get like a little two week window there. Um, I was no, off no, by a day, and Nick makes it seem like I was off. Yeah, by like you're six just, months. You're, you're throwing darts at a calendar in a dark room. That sounds like a John Mayer song. That's that's a John Mayer. That's, song. Ridi- that's ridiculous. Another, uh, the Micah also it just looked it looked insane to the fans, and it came out of left field because everybody's speaking so glowingly of him. Yeah, you know, so it's just like uh-huh. uh, they spoke about his leadership, him in the weight room, mm-hmm. how fast he, how fast of a learner he is, and then uh, all, all of a sudden he misses a practice, and then this tweet goes out about him entering the transfer portal. So uh, it, it just came out of left field. And, yep. and, you know, um, it's a lot of things that go on. Um, some things get blown out of proportion, made big, bigger than it should be. Um, but that did come out of left field. I was heading to bowling uh, with the fam. I was like, what the hell just happened? Uh, and then you hear about an injury, which was more news to a lot of fans. And then um, he deletes the tweet. So it's all wait and see right now. We'll have yep. more as the, as the transfer portal window opens. We'll see if he enters. Um, but for now, it was just a weird thing. And for what it's worth, I was told like that night as I'm like trying to write the breaking news story and then following up after writing, you know, hey, here's some breaking news. I was told by someone in the building like, hey, he's not going anywhere. Like this was this was surprising to the coaching staff, like the coaching staff didn't know this was coming. So I think what I think what it was is just a kid sending off an emotional tweet and probably not knowing not to like discount bail or anything but not sure. knowing gator twitter and what oh, yeah, a we tweet and what a tweet like that would do <clears throat> you know yeah he thought everybody would sleep at 11 p.m but nah bro sir no sir <laughs> yeah. and i and i can imagine a day and age you know before twitter that the number of people that that quit their team i mean i i can't begin to tell you how many times i i almost yeah. quit my hockey team or said i was done or i wasn't going to practice anymore um, and leave. i wasn't i wasn't even you know a college, you know, football player, right. And, and dealing with the hot Gainesville weather of a tough physical practice. Right. I mean, I'm sure pre Twitter, this happened a lot. Uh, but now we get, uh, we get the content out of it at least. Um, nobody, nobody talked Dan off the, off the clip. They're like, go ahead and jump, bro. 
<laughs> we don't need you. You, you, quit, you quitting hockey? <laughs> we got more. Still, we got more dance around here. Yeah, there's there's, there's, <laughs> the there's like, definitely a lot of dance. Coach is like, what do you mean you quit? We we asked you not to come to practice anymore. You keep showing yeah, up. Yeah. We, we you like, don't even have a jersey anymore. Hey man, you know? we we took away your skates. <laughs> yeah. What are you wearing? Are those tennis shoes? <laughs> right. Uh, that's ridiculous. Um. Uh, that's just funny to think about because that's probably how it was. Um, let's see here. Uh, Nick, uh, Andy Jean's still doing well. Uh, any other standouts that you want to talk about? Well, uh, this is uh, my Twitter account has quickly become like an Andy Jean fan club. <laughs> Twitter, um, he's just that dude. Um, I said he's the second best receiver in the room, and someone says he might be the best. Um, I'll still give that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll play favorites Ricky and uh, I'll play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not removing the crown from Ricky's head, but I think he I think Andy Jean's that dude. I'm excited Ricky's to see smooth, what you man. Ricky, Ricky, yeah, Ricky, pretty Ricky. Ricky's smooth, bro. I like that Florida State game. Put the icing on the cake, bro. He was putting some dudes in the blender uh, with some one on one situations. You can't just you're going to you have to have a game plan for Ricky in that slot, dog. All coming right. off a concussion, coming off of a concussion against right. Vanderbilt. Um where he's even said in interviews, he's like, I don't even remember getting concussed. And I'm like, well, that's how concussions yeah, that's work. The, that's the point. That's, yeah. That means it worked. That means it's job. That means it worked. Like Ricky, Ricky's smooth. Ricky, Ricky, like you said, so you have to have a plan for number one. If you're a defensive coordinator, uh, when you start your game plan for Florida on offense, it probably starts with number one. Got to have a, got to know where he is on the field. Um, I think you're going to have uh, quickly teams are going to, you know, say, Hey, we need to know where number one is. And we need to know where number six is. I don't know if Andy Jean starts at Utah game one, but Andy Jean will be a starting receiver for the Florida Gators at some point in 2023 game one, baby. Let's put it on. Let's put it on video, Nick and audio. What, it's on uh, video. What game? Listen, y'all clipped me with Mertz. Clip that. Play murder, that one on Twitter. Murder Mertz. Misdemeanor Mertz. Misdemeanor. I don't know. I don't know if he's even jaywalking yet. Silk. So I'm Good, gonna I don't be, I, my I like, quarterbacks in trouble. You know. Yeah. Clean. Let's keep him. Let's keep him. Um, let's keep him clean and off of steroids and all that type of stuff. You know. Oh, no. Uh, I, I I did I did like Zach. Was it Zach that interview? Um, murder Mertz. Yeah, we put it up um, on Gators Online. We we all talked to him, and then uh, we put it up like a little clip of his online. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, he speaks very impressive. I'm impressed with the way he prepares, talks. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a quarterback. Um, very articulate kid. I'm rooting for the dude, man. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, I still want a quarterback in the second window. No offense to Murder Mertz. Just you know, got to keep the competition thorough in Gainesville. <laughs> Absolutely. On the uh, defensive side of the ball, Nick, anybody you want to give their flowers to? Any uh, continued area of concern? We don't need to rehash, but any uh, – um, What's interesting to me is that they, they've kind of shifted the defensive line responsibilities. Um, last year, um, Mike P was only coaching the Jack linebackers. This year he's got the ends and the linebackers. So um, – it's just uh, less people for, for Sean Spencer. Um, but uh, I like Coach Chaos. I like that room. Maybe you could use someone else. I think I'm hearing good things about Caleb Banks. I, I still think personally for me, he's a, a mm. kind of a project. And maybe a guy that you have um, in a couple packages this year, but not a you know, not three-down lineman yet. Um, Cam Jackson. I think you still have three years with Caleb Banks. If I yes. Yeah. 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 He's got time. Um, Cam Jackson continued to hear great things 
from the people I talked to at Memphis, it was he's someone that you have to tell go to. Um, and, and you'd rather tell a football player, whoa, than go like tell him to, Hey, slow down a mm-hmm. little bit than to have to try to, you know, motivate them. But I haven't heard of that at all at Florida. Um, asked coach chaos about that specifically. He says, we haven't had that issue here at all. Don't have to tell this young man to go at all. So, um, I think he's, he's already pushed Des Watson down to the, to the two. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited to see what he looks like. Uh, you know, in pads, you know, when, when the games start um, on defense, <clears throat> I, I really like, and I guess, I, I guess I like it now. We haven't seen a ton of it, um, but I like the move of Jaden Hill inside. See if he can handle that. You, it's, it's a totally different position. Playing nickel is a totally different position than being outside. You yeah. know, you, you don't have that sideline to help you as a defender. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a whole different type of player that you're covering um in the slot um can he handle that that that's interesting to me but if you can get Devin Moore Hill and Jason Marshall on the field at the same time those three cornerbacks I think that's the best best case for Florida um and then obviously you know you, you still have some other guys competing for reps but I think those are your three best three best there um my big concern I guess is going to be safety yeah um I know fans love Kamari Wilson um We'll see. He played a little bit last year. He needs to take a big step from freshman to sophomore year, especially if you're going to be the starter. Um, and then this is a Miguel Mitchell fan pod. Shout out to yeah. Silk. Already, man. Or early adopter. And and it seems to me from from the way that things are, are, are talked about, uh, Austin Armstrong, I know uh, at the beginning of practice the other day was having the new up-downs, but spending a, a, a predominant amount of his time with the safeties, or is he bouncing around? So that's – so, Corey Raymond got, you know, when I'm guessing it'll be a raise, we're still waiting for the contract to come in, but I'm guessing it'll be a raise. Um, and given the whole room, but Austin Armstrong spends a lot of his time with the safeties. Um, and he does bounce around a little bit because he doesn't have a specific room. Um, but at least, you know, those first, first, those first 15 minutes, he is running the individual drills with the safeties. Uh, a couple of things real quick. Well, who's yeah. the quarterback and, and, and doing the calls on the defense? Do you know that? Trahaja Mitchell. Okay. Um, I think you're going to see Shamar James start to take some of that responsibility and some of that with him. Um, he's looking really good, and, um, and and the staff likes him. So I think you you don't ask him to do that at all last year. Like, hey, you're just trying to – you got arm floaties on, and we're trying to make sure you don't drown uh, with all this new information. And now going into his sophomore year, it's okay. We your your play on the field is good. Now we're gonna put a little bit more on your plate and see if you can still play fast if you're starting to do that stuff. So I think you'll see Shamar start to do it more. Um, but Mitchell came in right away, and, and obviously a guy going into his fifth season has plenty of experience um, in different defenses and being able to or being asked to make these calls. So mm-hmm. he's a guy that has been doing it for the most part. All right, man. Um, I got to speak on the nickel spot because it's just been horrid since Chauncey Gardner's left. It's just been mm-hmm. revolving door. I do not know no slight at Jaden Hill at all. Um, hopefully, hope you know. Hopefully, he figures it out and, and excels at the position. But I'm gonna need one of these freshmen to jump up and step up in some capacity. You know, um, I don't know who it may be. Jakeem Jackson. They spoke glowingly of him yeah. and, and spoke about him getting. Uh, I think it was Corey Raymond that said he's going to definitely get some reps uh, this fall and they're going to count on him to play. Um, I don't know if he's getting looks at that position. Um, and that, Is Jaden Hill starting at the start right now? I don't think he is. Yeah. 
He is? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like to see one of those young freshmen. Sharif Denson is another guy out of Jacksonville who I think they brought in at that position. Uh, it, it's a lot. That position is not an easy spot to play. Don't think because it's the third cornerback in, you're put in, a, in and it's a reason Chauncey, you can see how well Chauncey's doing in the NFL at that same spot. Um, it's hard to play that position. There's a reason we haven't been able to to get a guy to play it. Um, and I don't know, you know what I'm saying, if Jaden Hill has the skill set and the physical abilities to be able to co- cover uh, guys out of that slot and do a lot of things we need him to do from that position just to keep it a being. Yeah. Certainly not the position he was recruited for, uh, and it might just be a matter of uh... – what, what's available, right? And right. You know, that, could, that could be something that, uh, you know, Florida's looking for in the uh, transfer portal as well. Because, uh, like you said, Silk uh, and Nick, it is definitely a very different role uh, than just playing that outside uh, cornerback position. Um, any other additional final thoughts, Nick? I know there's a question here. How's the strength and conditioning staff compared to Nick Savage? Um, kind of their vocal, their, their, what you see out of them? Uh, just trying to, uh, not me, I'm not Nick, but yeah. uh, just, just, I'm definitely monitoring it, you know, especially with the, the, the injuries in the trenches that we've had. Uh, whenever you start getting injuries, you just want to monitor the strength and conditioning on uh, same way when must champ or anybody else was here. So I'm um, definitely monitoring it. I haven't seen a lot of progress picks or anything like that, but we'll see what, what these guys look like this fall and if anything's changing. But um that's that's my take on strength and condition. It's hard for me. It's hard to 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 monitor it from afar. You got to be up and close to see if these guys are getting real gains. I think Muschamp had a dude. I can't remember his name. That was like the strength and conditioning coordinator, and like, I don't even know Dil- what he's doing now. Oh, he, he's Dil- still, yeah, he's still he's still around. Maybe maybe it was McElwain then. Oh, the Dil- old guy. No, yeah, the, oh, the other people. My- Goodness, that's, <laughs> I think Gator Nation had forgotten about him. I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I think they were doing PE teacher, they, man. They had that. They had the uh, the old school elementary. You know the the multicolored parachute. That was that was Florida's gym. Uh, that was Florida's strength and conditioning program. Yeah, they were playing. The they were playing up. dodgeball. Yeah, um, I think the staff is good. Mark Hockey's got a very uh, a big staff. Um, I like hockey a lot. And, and the pushback that the, the, the players had was you have to understand uh, when, when Nick Savage wasn't retained, it was the, the strength coach is like your head coach for seven months out of the year. You spend way more time with the strength coach and the strength staff. So the, the players are probably closer to Mark hockey than Billy Napier in, in some aspects, some regards, the players were closer mm-hmm. to Nick Savage than they were Dan, Dan Mullen. Uh, Cause that's the guy that's around pretty you easy. Most of the, well, it's, it's guys that you're around the most, um, and uh, and I think that the the new the new players like this or the st- the players like the new staff, um, mm-hmm. and obviously you know took some time uh, you know t- to get there because of their feelings for Nick Savage. Absolutely, I'm going to give you the initials of uh, Jim McElwain, strength and conditioning coach. To see if mm-hmm. you remember M K Mike Kent. Mike Kent, it is Mike Kent. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Kent. No idea where you are. Where's Greg Nord? He's he's collecting Social Security. I don't think Greg Nord ended up in another coaching position, surprisingly, after uh, his time with the University of Florida. Mm. He he went out on top, you know. Greg Nord is doing the worm at a senior citizen facility right now. Next season. So you think you can dance. Season 47. Greg Nord. Right after Jello. 
<laughs> straight right up the jello right after jello right, right before jello. nap time yeah. <laughs> they put something in the jello yeah 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 right after a nice salisbury steak for lunch um all right gentlemen let's get on to the rest of the program um as always we do want to give a shout out uh, to a really awesome organization gatorverse go visit them gatorverse.io providing NIL opportunities for University of Florida college athletes. Uh, I, I do want to highlight the event that they had this weekend. Uh, there was enough people that paid. I should have been there. My apologies. I did have to play doggy duty uh, this weekend, so I wasn't Ooh. able to make it. I know, but we'll get me in a leotard uh, and, uh, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go over it. Um, they, went to, they, they hosted a clinic at uh, Balance 180. Uh, and just a, a ton of people came out. Uh, you know, a number of the the student athletes uh, were there. Uh, just a, a, an outstanding uh, show of events for for something that that's really really cool uh, that they're doing to tri try to provide opportunities uh, beyond just helping the student athletes through NIL, but being able to provide uh, reciprocal. Uh, experiences for uh, for yourself or your family. Uh, Trinity was out there. Uh, the, the whole gymnastics team was was out there uh, teaching what, what seemed to be uh, you know dozens of of young gymnasts uh, there at the Balance 180. So go check them out. Gatorverse.io. There's a great article uh, from the Gainesville Sun about the event. We'll link that in the show notes. Uh, but go check them out. Um, Gatorverse.io. Uh, we do have a super chat question before we get on to uh, to recruiting. Uh, question is: Any chance we lose a quarterback after the spring game? Absolutely. Um, I think, well, you're I think not gonna, so. You can't lose Mertz. Um, Jack Miller would need a waiver. Mm -hmm. and Max, which Brown, you've said is pretty. Yeah, I mean, there's the NCAA is not. Uh, they lost most of their teeth, and I think they have misplaced their dentures. There's not really ah, um, a lot of. They're right next to Mike Kemp's <laughs> bed there, <laughs> or Greg Nord. Yeah, 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 both of them. They probably share bro, a room, bro. The retirement homes gonna send you yeah. a cease and desist. <laughs> um, they, they haven't been keen on turning down waivers. I mean, uh, Tate Martell went to more colleges than I did. Um, and I took a, a nice tour myself and, and he was never ineligible or never had to sit a year. So I think there's a bunch of reasons or ways that you can get, put a waiver in and, and, and get it. So, um, if I'm Jack Miller and I don't win this starting job, you know, maybe I want to get back closer to home. Arizona state probably needs a, a quarterback after Emory Jones left. Ah, the old, the old Jack Miller, uh, Jane Rashada matchup. There you go. The match um, they, they, they're clamoring for. Everyone's been clamoring for it. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But if you lose another quarterback, now you're down to two scholarship and two preferred walk-ons. You, you, like Florida's already going to have to be in the, in the portal for a quarterback. Oh, we appreciate that from 904 Wheel. And again, uh, any questions, please feel free to use that super chat button. Let's get on to recruiting a big weekend again in Gainesville. A lot of big names. But before we do that, there is going to be an announcement today uh, that you, the Gator fan, that is watching on YouTube uh, will be happening today at 2.30 Eastern time. Uh, but um, 
on three. Uh, let's see, uh, Josiah Davis out of uh, Berrien uh, High School in Nashville, Georgia, class of 2024. Uh, let's get his video uh, rolling here. But um, that is a commitment to be on the lookout for um, today, again, at 2.30. I think the Gators feel uh, confident. While I pull up his uh, highlight film, Silk Nick, any, uh, any thoughts on 2024 athlete? Josiah Davis. Uh, they want him at safety, correct? Correct. I'm okay. I'm okay on the take, not high on the take. This time of the year, I'm not mad. We took receivers this time of the year last year that didn't end up making this class. I think he's an athletic kid. Um, runs a, a, a over eleven hundred meter. I would like my skill position yeah. players a little a little faster than that, but um, displays a lot of return ability in his film. Uh, a lot of athleticism, but uh, not a whole lot of safety film that I'm absolutely in love with. Don't mind taking him in March. Um, if he's the bottom of the class, I'm not absolutely mad at it either. We took Patterson this time last year, and a lot of receivers I think we brought in ran him away. Uh, mm -hmm. And we'll see what the DB room looked like. But um, out of South Georgia, not mad at the tape, but, and, and it is early. We're taking this guy in December. You know, in January, November, around that time, then I'm just like, all right, we must have whiffed on a lot of dudes. So, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it's a guy they like. Mm -hmm. that they, they take him this early. I think the DB board is still somewhat uh, decent. We still got a lot of big names, especially at safety, that we can go get. So, they must like him a lot. Um, but we'll see how it all plan pans out. He's pass rushing on some of these plays, man. Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, that was I, a, that was a child he just hit there. I, I've I've read uh, <laughs> some a little bit about that the competition <laughs> that that he plays may not <laughs> be the best. Um, and I think if you look that's at JV. Yeah, I mean you yeah, look at a, you look at some of these guys. This is a jamboree. Uh, the Arch Manning team. <laughs> yeah, he, um, you know, he is definitely uh, an unknown to most. Uh, I think 247 is the only one that has him rated uh, as a three-star right now. I know on three doesn't have him ranked uh, in the others. Uh, rivals in ESPN don't either. I would imagine that that's going to be something that you watch. That's a lot of circles around him. I think only one was necessary. Uh, but, um, you know, again, a um, – a guy that you know we don't know a lot about has visited multiple times, being recruited by Jay Bateman and Austin Armstrong, uh, and obviously Corey Raymond would have to uh, to sign up on this or sign off on this as well. Uh, I believe six foot one, one hundred and eighty five pounds. Runs uh, the yeah. alley very well, by the way. But just looking at this, he plays the run excellent. My bad. Go ahead. No, I mean I appreciate your feedback. I'm I'm struggling here with information on this one. <laughs> no, just looking um, at the film, good. he does. He does. Uh, he's very very good in run support. Uh, squeezes, avoids blockers, uh, coming down the alley, scrum safety type. I'm not mad at his film at all. I, I'm okay with the tape, but I do know some of the safeties that we're after that I may just have higher. Um, the pride kid. Um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a couple more that, but you looking at his film, a guy that, that knows how to play the run, not seeing a whole lot of, in the competition is a lot to be desired with who he's playing against. And I would like to see some pass coverage, uh, plays in the highlights wait hold up did my man just punt this is this is yeah, the yeah, yeah. star of the class move over he coaches DJ, as well. move over dj lagway my guy is a punter All punter right. rush the passer it goes nick Runs he probably calls the defense yeah he might be the head coach who this, knows this kid's got five star written all over him watch his closing speed here you know, this is, this is who he's probably not a play that I would have put in my uh, highlight film, but not bad. 
I don't. I do love all of the different animations this video uses. I mean, I think they've run the entire gambit here. Not one has been the same. Wait for it. Wait for it. This is why. This is why you watch on YouTube. You know. Hmm. He should block her like an outside linebacker. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like he plays a run game very good. Yeah. Well, what you, what, the competition you is, that you play against, right? You, you can't. Yeah, you, you play who you play. Or, that yeah. one kid. That one kid. They, it must have been like a country day school, and he's a fourth grader playing. You know, but but this is what you want to see, right? You know, beat the teams you're supposed to beat the way you're supposed to beat them. Beat yeah. your 181 pound left tackle <laughs> the way you're supposed to beat him. A lot of our players are from private schools, and these private schools aren't playing the best competition. You look at uh, even Saint the Thomas. kid we get, Chauncey Jones at Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, uh, and one of the knocks on Kyrie locally in Palm Beach was that he was at Benjamin and not playing with the bigger school. So uh, there's a lot of kids at Benjamin right now. Cardinal Newman that we're after, mm-hmm. they're not playing the biggest of schools. They're playing a lot of private schools. With And when you call them the family, it's going to be some smaller kids. Um, so, you, I mean, you play who you play. Uh, we yep. got a lot of players that play at private school with that type of question around them, or small ball, like one A football. Um, yeah, um, and certainly a guy to keep your eye out for. Like Silk said, uh, this is nine months before National Signing Day. Uh, still hasn't played his senior year. Has offers from Florida, uh, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, NC State, Tennessee. Uh, so a number of schools, and it's certainly a prospect that is not on uh, most radars of uh, on three and two, four, seven, and, and the like just yet. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the kid's not talented, and it does not mean that he won't be uh, potentially a good uh, to great player at the University of Florida. And also, like Silk said, you you still have time if he doesn't develop the way that you want, or if he ultimately doesn't end up fitting in this class. There's still time to decide. But uh, that commitment announcement will be today, Monday at two thirty. If you are listening to this on tuesday uh he is likely your fifth member of this uh, class uh in other news big weekend in uh visits this week we can talk about number one uh ranked wide receiver uh that uh that came onto campus and let me just pull up his film jeremiah smith uh ohio state commit uh was on campus uh with dj lagway uh and for all intents and purposes sounds like the vi- the visit went as as well as as one can imagine a committed uh prospect visiting your school got me hyped it had me hyped all weekend dj you know jeremiah smith a lot of smoke in the air people think we just you know a fly by night he's just swinging by campus we got DJ Lagway, bro. Players want to play with him, just like the Tim Tebow and Jamie Winston vibe. He's going to bring in some killers with him. Uh, I'm not saying that we're absolutely going to flip him, but this is definitely Miami's right down the street from him. He hasn't been on their campus in forever. Yeah. Um, so that, that kid driving several hours up to Gainesville, uh, DJ Lagway uh, gassing up his private jet because he got to have one at this point. So shout out to DJ Lagway for gassing up his private jet and heading, and heading to Gainesville to hang out with some receivers, man. And listen, you obviously want to – start landing these guys, but it, I think it says a lot just about Lagway. Like, the, the guy, like you said, Silk, is racking up frequent flyer miles on the jet just to be here. That shows you the the dedication he has. Big buy-in. Um, to, to Billy Napier, to the program, and to wanting to get guys around him. You, it's, you're not, we're not playing tennis. It's not a, a solo sport. you got to have guys around you. You can be the best quarterback in, in the country. Um, and, and, and on a terrible team and not win anything. Yeah, let's pull up uh, Jeremiah uh, Smith's highlights here from Shamanad Madonna. The truth. Down there in, in Opalaka. 
Chaminade's not in Opelika. That's where he lives. Sorry. He's <laughs> Chaminade's in Hollywood. He's from Opelika. Sh- my apologies. Chaminade Sh- is not even the same yeah, country not as even the, Not even the same county. It's definitely the same country, but different, definitely a different yeah. county. Uh, on three like has – no, Shamanad's a different country than Oblak. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Uh, on three, industry ranking has him as the number two overall player in the country, number one wide receiver, uh, and number one athlete in the state of Florida. Cousin of NFL quarterback Geno Smith. Him with something, something that you learn Another every day. Uh, Grab that. Currently committed to Heartline uh, up in up at uh, Ohio State, who does a great job with receivers as well. Um, it's going to be a tough hit, but we'll see what's up, man. Killers want to play with killers. Just keep him getting on campus. We'll see if he shows back up for spring game or whatever. But um, he also sent out a tweet. Uh, I think he quote tweeted Chance Robinson, who was also on campus, mm-hmm. uh, with some eyeballs or something like that. Chance said he had a great visit this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you like the vibes and the momentum, and you like a quarterback that's early in the fall, a elite guy that's recruiting. And also he just catch. killed. He also killed the seven on seven scene, man. Just yeah. doing what he got to do. Uh, you recruit with also with your skills, so he's recruiting also at these camps and these seven on seven events, and in DMs and on campus, man. Shout out to DJ Ladway. That was a nice catch. This kid's the truth, sure. man. Yeah, this kid's Bro, good. That pass, that pass was terrible, and uh, yep. and just went up top on somebody. Just head top. I believe it was on good. three compared him to AJ Green. Take I it. Mean, yeah. No, you hate to see this yeah. on St. Thomas's yeah, yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. You, All right, that's enough of the highlights. It, even more than that, you love to that see it. That wasn't even St. Thomas they were playing, so that was fine. We're just uh, lending the field to a lesser it's, it's probably a jamboree, you know? I, I, think, that's, right. I think that's it was FTA. Yellow. That's not good. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah Smith's on campus again. All you can ask and all you can want uh, is for them to continue to come on campus, continue to recruit them. Hard and, and listen, TJ Lagway fun. is TJ Lagway is not uh, probably not hugely hugely known in in Florida high school circles, but he is quickly making himself known. And and as his highlights from these seven on sevens come out, and and these these training clips come out where. I mean, he's throwing the ball like a second baseman from the side, sixty miles an hour. <clears throat> um, it, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of players, like I said with Lagway, he wants to play with the best. Um, you're gonna see a lot of receivers saying, "Hey, look at this kid throw! Like, I, I can catch that. That'd be nice right. catching that." Right. Absolutely. Uh, I thought I, there's a similarity with uh, not too similar, but uh, I've seen some comparisons with him and Justin Fields. Justin Fields didn't blow up to round this time last year. He started taking off. Uh, we, we're heading into this yeah. to, to the winter. He was a three star, I think, quarterback. Um, and then he started showing up at camps and and, and then he had a crazy offseason of just killing 707 in different camps and competitions. Uh, and I foresee Lagway when it's all said and done, bro. You have to show me a quarterback that's better than him this class. Right now, I got him as top dog, man. I stand on it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely doing his uh, his work out there right now. Uh, also on campus uh, was Nye Carr uh, from uh, or announced that he's visiting. My apologies, uh, Nye Carr, uh, wide receiver, committed uh, to uh, the University of Georgia uh, right now. Uh, confirmed that he is in Gainesville to visit the Gators. I'm sorry, that was yesterday. My apologies. Uh, so here is Nye Carr. We'll get that pulled up for you guys. Um, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about him while we do that. 
Um, NICAR is from Colquitt County in Moultrie, Georgia, uh, ranked as a 61 overall player, number eight wide receiver, or number 11 wide receiver, number eight player in the state of Georgia. Uh, like I said, is committed uh, to Georgia, has been committed for some time now, had previously said his recruitment was shut down, uh, but uh, back on back on campus. You like to see it. You love to see it. Uh, receiver, good receiver room. Nice, nice board of guys. Uh, all three of these guys we've shown, I think we're in it for uh, possibilities. Uh, Chance Robinson is is the most possibility because some of these guys we got to flip, and I think right. the un, the uncommitted guy is is probably the uh, the easiest guy to get, and that's Chance Robinson from uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, ben Hypolite left benedict hyperlight went down to miami i know he has a lot of relationships down there but just hearing chance uh the things he had to say after this weekend and, and the relationship with billy gonzalez getting going i think all that that's a plus um and he's got to be out most likely to you know the highest on the board that's uncommitted i would think mm -hmm. right now it's probably chance robinson out of st thomas Aquinas. that's just my opinion that's it right yep um the gators also hosted uh Josiah Trader, uh, who is uh, teammates with uh, Jeremiah Smith at Shamanad Madonna, uh, ranked as the number six overall wide receiver in the country, uh, number 23 overall uh, player. Uh, right now, a lot of predictions for him to Miami, uh, but you just need to get these guys on campus, continue to recruit them, uh, and keep them away. So a uh, lot of big names. Let's see if I can uh, – run through any other names that visited this weekend. Again, you're going to see a lot of names popping up over the next couple of days, a couple of weeks. Um, 2025 offensive lineman Juan Gaston was on campus on Saturday, has offers from Alabama, Texas, Georgia, LSU, LSU, USC, and Tennessee. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jamari Howard was on campus um, as well. Three-star New Jersey offensive tackle Juan Menea was on campus uh 2024 defensive lineman malik blockton was on campus for the second time on thursday uh and then uh 2025 potentially 2023 but definitely not 2024 qb austin simmons was on campus on thursday muck vick as the streets are saying muck vick uh, Jamari Howard uh, is a commit to Michigan State. Um, that's one that I don't see sticking. Um, don't see him Definitely necessarily not sticking. sticking. Yeah, he's going to end up in uh, all big three schools are all out of him. And I know uh, there's some Georgia interest and a lot of Southeast interest. I don't see Mel Tucker and the guys keeping him uh, in, in was it East Lansing. What do they call it out there? No. East Lansing? I mean, uh, East Lansing is Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him sticking out to Mel Tucker. Mel Mel's got a good eye, and he was on him before uh, a lot of other recruiters and and coaches. So shout out to them for that. But um, and this kid can absolutely ball. He's an SEC caliber uh, safety talent. You know, Florida State's very high on him, and and rolling out the red carpet for him. Um, but we're in his recruitment out, and he's definitely not going to stick to Michigan State. Things you love to hear. <laughs> um, all right, Nick, let's get into a, a quick home field ad read. And then, uh, you have a, a lot to talk about with, uh, with baseball, uh, go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code stadium and Gail get 15% off of your order. It's March madness time. A lot of great stuff, uh, out there for, uh, for all the schools that, uh, for the most part of there, I don't think that there's any FAU stuff just yet, but hoot, hoot, hoot. 
if that is a school Five, six, one, baby. that you root for. Uh, I would imagine that they'll have some stuff here soon, but go visit homefieldapparel.com. About 18 different items for the University of Florida. More are coming, uh, and the baseball team is absolutely incredible right now, and they do have the script logo of the uh, that the Gators wear uh, the, with the white shirt and, uh, and script Gators logo. So go check them out, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium in Gale. Uh, Nick, the Gators beat – FSU midweek go three and zero against the defending national champions Ole Miss in Oxford. I think this is the first time they've swept in Oxford. And correct me if I'm wrong. Since 1988. 88. Perfect. So just a few months old that year uh, when the Gators swept them. So uh, Gators do it again. Nick, give us the uh, the update. Uh, Jack Tani hits four home runs. I mean, just Phew. we're looking at the golden spikes this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Florida scored uh, five runs in the eighth, come back and, and win in Tallahassee. Um, big week, uh, 4-0 week. Uh, I think you scored 37 runs in four games. Um, and uh, Jack Jack Caglione had to hit four home runs to keep his uh, national lead because former Gator Chris Armstrong Hit six home runs on Saturday and Sunday, three and three. Six. Holy to cow. move to sixteen on the year. So Jack's home run on Sunday, uh, which he he's hitting, I think like three twenty one with eight bombs on days that he that he hits or days that he starts. Um, so Jack's seventeen home runs move him just one ahead of former Gator Chris Armstrong, who's at JU had an, an incredible weekend. Uh, Florida. Uh, after spending all, all weekend on the road, we'll be in Jacksonville Tuesday night to play the second game against FSU. And then they will return home to host the Auburn Tigers uh, in Florida right now, still third in the country um, just behind LSU, who has an awesome series. I'll be tuning into that one uh, against Tennessee. The chirping in that one should be epic. A lot of, uh, a lot of trash talk between LSU and Tennessee on the field. I think it's number one and number, give me a second. Tennessee, despite having six losses, I think he's still ranked in the top 15. Tennessee still talking greasy with six losses? Oh, buddy. Tennessee will talk greasy with 13 losses. Mm. Hmm. Um, um, Florida, Tennessee. We might have to, we have to go up for that, boys. Let's spend we weekend in Knoxville. We could. I, Tennessee's top I, 10. Tennessee's done it, number done 10 it before. Um, number I'll 10 be team honest in the with you, As you guys know, I love to travel. Uh, lots of repeat cities that I'd love to go to again in America. Uh, but Knoxville does not uh, come close to the apex of that list. Well, Knoxville. I, I don't know the last time you went. Knoxville's, Knoxville's fun. It was in 2008. Oh, yeah. No, Knoxville's gotten a lot better. Really? I hope Knoxville's so since 2008. Knoxville's yeah. got a nice little downtown area. The uh, only city really... in America that hasn't improved since 2008 is Jacksonville. All right. Um, <laughs> that's, Dan, just listen, don't get mad at Dan. He's just meeting his quota. He has it's to. Just, it's just the shtick. You business. know, this is a, it's a personality. Yeah, it's, it's your personality, not a <laughs> creative personality. It's your genuine, genuine personality. Um, so yeah, Florida's Florida's number three in the country, uh, despite not getting so early on in the year, all three losses came because of the bullpen. They were up at least three runs in all three of Florida's losses, and the bullpen gave up a lead. 
this weekend. Flores starting pitching was not good. As good as Jack has been, he walked eight. Um, Hurston Waldrip threw okay, um, but doesn't get through the fifth inning uh, or doesn't get through the sixth inning. Uh, Brandon Sproke kind of bat at a week after throwing a, a one hit shutout. Um, he was not himself um, on the road this weekend. So Florida did not get great starting pitching, which they have all year. Um, but obviously the hitting continued to hit the batters are, yeah. have had an incredible year. And then the bullpen, um, you know, guys like Kate Fisher, Blake Purnell made an outing. Um, Carlos Arroyo, a freshman from Douglas, he threw in a big leverage spot. He was good. So Florida had a really good week um, off the field. And um, you're going to get an Auburn team that uh, should be um, on sweep contention. And, and you might be looking at Florida, um, you know, with uh, six, five, six wins in a row uh, in SEC play. So huh. it's a really fun team, really special team. As, as you guys know, you've seen them in person. Yeah. Um, with a, a big schedule coming up after Auburn. Then you're at Tennessee. Uh, Georgia's pretty terrible at baseball. Yeah, um, that's good. But then at, at South Carolina, that's going to be a huge one at the end of April. Um, South Carolina is 23-2 and two on the season. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Solid. Again, not not a lot to do in Columbia, so you got to win some uh, some sporting events to keep things going for the city. And that'll be uh, – that's a – I think Founders is a smaller park. Um, and South Carolina hits a ton of home runs. So that, that might be, um, so might does my some, boy Jack though. You, you know? might get, you might get some football scores. I need uh, some Jack Jacks. Jack, 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 Jack. We got uh, to send Dan to, uh, you know, to heckle the outfielders. Yeah. The I had what a blast, number? you know, uh, number nine, <laughs> number nine, Dan will never forget. Yeah. Might never have a tattoo. Nine, nine had a rough day. I'd like to see where his season trajectory has gone since then. I think we really got and his head that day. Florida State has lost nine of their last ten. They fall also to, things you love to see. They fall to twelve and twelve and unranked on the year. Miami got swept Good. this weekend by Virginia. Both Miami and Florida State get swept while Florida does the sweeping. Uh, big week for known Olympic sports school, University of Florida. Big week. <laughs> Uh, we're a baseball school right now. We big are baseball school. We are a big baseball school. Uh, any final thoughts before we get to our final ad read, and then we'll do a quick update of Gator Sports before we get out of here. Any other topics you guys want to discuss before we run through that quickly? No, 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 no. I think I'm, I think I'm all right. All right, go visit Alumni Hall on Archer Road or visit them at alumnihall.com. The best in Florida Gators wear from baseball to basketball. Uh, to track and field, uh, to football, new coaches, polos, all that kind of fun stuff coming out, both Nike and Jordan. Go check them out. The best place to get a whole plethora of Florida Gators things. We are working on a promo code here soon, uh, but don't let that stop you from go visiting alumnihall.com or on Archer Road. Uh, weekend in Florida Gators sports. Let's knock out. Uh, unfortunately, softball uh, loses the series. Yeah, uh, number eight, season. the tough season thus far. Uh, number eight uh, over. Uh, Gators are ranked number eight. They will not be, but they lose to number twelve. Uh, Arkansas. The, they lose the final game fourteen to one. Uh, just not the best year for Gator softball, but. Uh, Still a number of games left to go. Uh, women's tennis beats Ole Miss. 
uh, four to one, just a rough week for Ole Miss uh, against Gators uh, sports this week. Uh, number two, number 22 Gators men's tennis, pardon me, beats Auburn six to one. Uh, so things that you love uh, to see. Uh, the women are in their first WNIT quarterfinal since 2013. Uh, that game will take place Monday evening today at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN3. Uh, and if you are listening to this on Tuesday, uh, hopefully we had another Gators victory. And shout out to Kelly Ray Finley and her squad on their run thus far. Uh, they also just got a, a five-star commit. So I believe that's back-to-back years uh, that the Gators women's basketball yep. program has gotten five. Uh, let's see in other sporting Her news. name is Liv McGill, the five-star uh, that we got in women's basketball. That's a, that's a great name. I'm looking forward to it. Liv McGill. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just a solid, you know, it's just a solid, good, good name there. Uh, let's see. Uh, trying to pull up uh, track and field. I know that they set up or uh, set some records this weekend. So while I pull uh, that up, bear with me live, live TV here. It's all good. I got a filler. We didn't talk about Keon Zipper's injury, which was oh, we did not. There you go. Uh, huge, huge blow. Um, pause uh, in into the tight end room. Uh, Keon Zipper got hurt in the season. It's like two injuries within four months. Uh, tight end room is already a lot of question marks. Uh, he he's definitely was going to bring in some pass catching abilities. Uh, just a big void in the room. Wish him a lot of. Good luck with recovering from this injury. Um, hearing a lot of good things about Arliss Bordenham. I think is the highest ceiling guy in the room, but there's a lot to be desired with the tight end room. Uh, for us to go get somebody out of the portal, I think we need somebody to leave, in my opinion, though. Yeah, yeah. And listen, you got seven guys there right now, so someone could leave. Um, uh, you know, obviously, Dante Lang is, is a guy that this staff loves, um, and he's going to continue to play like he did last year. Uh, probably your starter, but Arliss Boardingham stepped into Keon Zipper's role. And I think he's a guy significantly more athletic um, than, you know, Dante Lang, um, certainly than, you know, the Griffin McDowell who's moved on. Um, I think he gives you a different dynamic and, and more of an offensive weapon than you had last year. And he wasn't ready to play last year, especially after his shoulder injury um, that, that he sustained, missed a lot of the season. So, um, uh, it's kind of an unknown, but uh, but you 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 can see the talent there. Um, but if you can get a an offensive weapon, um, even someone who's a midget like Brant Keithy, so um, even 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 a, even a little guy like like Brant Keithy, um, someone who can catch the ball, um, expand the field, run up the seam, catch some passes. Um, Florida's definitely in the market for that type of tight end. But you have a huge room like you probably ran out of seats you're, you're bringing a folding chair into the tight end room all this Bortonham is uh a twin between everybody else in the room so zipper is a, a smaller tight end but he's athletic other guys are bigger guys that aren't uh your cow pits type of guy i think all this Bortonham is your your tweener of all those uh the highest said a lot lot the highest ceiling ceiling athletically um mm-hmm. excuse me man it's been a tough morning but uh 
We'll see, man. I think we need to add another guy into that room. Uh, Mertz leaned on the tight end spot a lot at Wisconsin. I think it was his number one targeted position. Uh, right now, he's our, our starter, so we need to make sure like he has that uh, a good outlet. Absolutely. Thanks for, for covering that. Uh, An outlet with a USB plug. Right. Yeah. All right, the show's show getting off the rails here. Tough crap. Um, <laughs> Tough crap. I thought that yeah. was a good one. Uh, Felt well, good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe wow. the delivery was off a little bit. Okay. All right, I got to go on tour, practice that <laughs> yeah. yeah. joke a little bit. I uh, do want to give a shout-out to the uh, men's and women's uh, track and field uh, team that kicked off uh, their 2023 outdoor campaign uh, with the FSU relays. They had 31 players or 31 runners finish in the top 10, 17 men, 14 women, uh, nine finished in the top three, uh, including Ashley Klingenberg, who won the 800 meters at a two minutes, 11 seconds and 69 milliseconds. there, finishing three seconds faster than anybody nice. else. Uh, really an incredible run there. Uh, Kevin Wilson with three minutes, 52 seconds and 31 milliseconds. And Catherine Nohilly, four minutes, 25 seconds and 56 milliseconds. Swept men's and women's 1,500 meters. Uh, and then Devin Willis uh, was the fourth Gator to win, placing first in men's javelin at 58.03 meters. Or if you're keeping track at home, that's 190 feet, four inches since we won the revolutionary war uh gentlemen any final thoughts before we get out of here no shout out to the revolutionary war though great, great, great <laughs> shout great out to there. the revolutionary war um thoughts are uh, that we have a question from the uh, the audience here uh thoughts on the black uniforms we have coming this year uh still yeah, waiting on a be... an official announcement from the university Listen, of florida but it'll be uh, the arkansas game uh second to last home game um, and uh, I don't know what we're waiting for, uh, but Billy has already said it. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's just breaking news here. There you go, breaking news. It'll be for the Arkansas game. They're going to wear black uniforms. Watch, it'll be, you know, two, like, five-win teams and, and, like, a noon game. Uh, <laughs> you put breaking news on the thing, but he didn't say it like it was breaking news. He said, like, he no, 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 he just kind of flippantly said it. Uh, yeah, Nick, I if mean, you've got news for the show, that's important things to break early. Sorry. Uh, we're one hour, 25 minutes, and 11 hey, seconds in. That's why you stay till the end, not just for my banger song of the weeks every third week. You stay to the end because the breaking I think, news I think comes. you have song of the week today, so hopefully, you have some bangers. Hopefully I had song it's of the week last from week. The- Oh, that means it's my turn. Oh, boy. All right. So More dead uh, air from Dan. Dead air Dan. <laughs> dead air dead Dan. Air Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, uh, uh, dead. Yeah, dead air I've Dan. got a great song to play. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we But before are, that, yeah. So black jerseys uh, for Arkansas and the, the black jerseys, they will be auctioned off um, after the season, and Florida will send that money that they make from auctioning the jerseys off to – uh, veterans and the families of veterans, so, which is why they're doing it around Veterans Day. What are we expecting? Are we expecting that? I mean, there's been somebody, I, I think it's the, the knockoff ones from overseas where it's just right. kind of been the inverse of the, the jersey we have now, uh, just with black. Um, is, is that kind of what's expected here? Are we going to do something that, different? I we're going to do think, a black scale yeah. jersey? Please, no. 
I want my Please price, no. I saw I saw at a baseball game a couple weeks ago someone wearing the replica swamp green jersey. That's the kind of energy I like, you know. That's no. It's a nasty right. arrow, man. <laughs> it was nasty work. And that guy was like, you know what? Someone's got to do it. It'll be me. I will I'll wear. never forget. I was sitting next to you for, for that game in the press box, Nick. Were you? No, you know what? I wasn't. I was in Champions <laughs> Club for that game. No, I forgot. Okay. I just remember being near oh like where you would sit. Oh but yeah. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, we were we were in the same bad. we were in the same stadium. We were <laughs> us and, and ninety thousand of our closest right. friends. Uh, let's see the Gators. Uh, finally, I forgot to mention this. Uh, thank you to Ryan Bushmeyer in the chat. As a reminder, uh, Gators women's gymnastics uh, is competing in the regional uh, tournament this weekend uh, to try to make it to or the second round of the regional Ooh. tournament to make it to uh, hopefully try to claim another national championship, uh, but they will be in beautiful Pittsburgh competing against Arizona State, Maryland, and either Penn State or Towson. That will be on ESPN+. Plus. That will air Thursday through Sunday. Very nice. With that being said, gentlemen, we are going to play Kip Moore's new song, it is called Kind of Bar. Just came out Friday. So if you haven't been on Spotify, you will hear it here first. Kind of Bar, bar by Kip Moore. And we will see you boys on Wednesday for an interview with oh, yeah. Florida Gators legend Patrick Young. You can't get same these quarter. conversations anywhere else, man. Pull up. Hang out with us. Same point at the same time. Yeah, around the same time, 9.30 a.m. on YouTube with Patrick Young. We are super excited. And thanks, Nick, for setting that up. With that, boys, we'll see you on Wednesday. This is a Bronx-bound six-local train. The next stop is Spring Street. It's tough way back Off a no-name road If it's the kind of spot Where the outcasts go If there's a parking lot Full of jacked-up highs Let the up-downs think It's just a neon dive Shots
couple haggard tunes, a little rock and roll, then I hope. 